Hello and welcome to FGC Philosophy. I'm the philosopher and this is where we level up inside and outside the virtual arena. We do that by talking about topics that are important and will help us level up not just in video games but also in real life. Those topics range from anything that I'm interested in that I think is going to help us level up or at least start a dialogue. Today is one of those topics where it's more of a dialogue and less leveling up and perhaps maybe we can have a conversation where we all grow from this. This topic has been popping up a lot since quarantine started and it's also been going on since before then but it's become more relevant since we don't have anything else better to do online which is is the FGC becoming soft uh, and we'll dig into that in just a second. Before we get into the topics I'm going to give you a few updates as usual with what's going on with me. First off, I've got a lot of personal projects going on, a lot of it coaching related, and I am excited for it. And until uh, I have signed some contracts, so I think it's okay to talk about some of them, but I'm just going to hold off until I actually get some clarification. But it deals with helping the youth through gaming is, is at least what I'll say for right now. And I have a couple of different companies that I'm uh, working with in different capacities, and it's great to, to see uh, things that I've dreamed about as a kid now coming to fruition. Uh, I always thought about how we could better teach the youth. I, I hated school. I was one of those kids that absolutely did not like going to school. It was like pulling teeth probably for my mom to wake me up to go to school. I hated it so much. I was depressed for pretty much from second grade all the way up through some of college as well. And uh, it was a challenge for me because I felt like I didn't know what I could do better, but it just felt like the way I learned and the way I was taught uh, it just didn't line up properly, and I really never enjoyed the, the school experience, the grade school experience. I just, I, I was miserable throughout the whole entire time. So the fact that I can help shape and pave the way for the youth, uh, for a lot of gamers to use a medium that is fantastic in so many different ways uh, to not just have them have fun, but help them grow as human beings and teach them life lessons that they can take with them no matter what they do. So that's the first thing, uh, and I'm very excited about that. Uh, another thing is I've been digging into philosophy uh, a little bit more again. Um, I, I was talking to a friend and I have a couple of topics based off of that conversation. I wound up picking up a book. I'll recommend that in the show notes. Uh, it's actually, I don't think it's just a second book, but uh, Rene Descartes, the guy that coined the term, I think, therefore I am. And uh, he has a book called Discourse of Method or Discourse on Method. Uh, meditations on first philosophy and I, that was the one I picked up first uh, I'm probably gonna go back and read some of his older ones uh, but I've been very fascinated with how philosophers actually document their thoughts their findings and everything of that and I basically felt like I was at a standstill for a couple of years because I have hundreds of pages of things that I've written and I just don't know what to do with it or how to organize it and uh, since all this coaching stuff has come back into my life uh, I've been forced to go back and read some of the things that I created, uh, courses or books or, or outlines of scripts that I've written and never did anything with. And uh, I wanted to see what other philosophers did, how they wrote, how they expressed their thoughts. And this one's been a very fascinating one uh, for sure. Uh, it's not exactly what I thought. It's more abstract, but I'm nowhere near done yet. I got the audio version, so I'll, I'll link the book and I'll link the audiobook version in the show notes. Kind of on a, a similar note, uh, for those who don't know, I'm 33 years old. I'm a father. I've, I've been alive long enough to, to know that I need to take responsibility for uh, my property, my, my area, my domicile, right? Uh, and so talking to him about cleaning up and stuff like that, he's given me a lot of tips on how to... 
have better habits, how to create habits and how to maintain those habits so that you don't have to spend two hours cleaning something that should take 15 minutes to just touch up. Uh, so that's something that I'm trying to incorporate into my life. Not the easiest. I was definitely a lazy kid. So this is habits that I have to build from the ground up. Uh, it's weird because in the workplace, I have the opposite mentality where it's the expectation that you're supposed to be organized and neat and clean, but living with home with other people and figuring out how to uh, have that habit without, you know, imposing on other people's personal space as well. You know, my wife's space, making sure my son has things that he can reach that he needs to and things that he shouldn't be able to reach. Uh, that's all a new experience for me. So trying to figure this all out has been a challenge and uh, one that I welcome. You know, it's something that has to get done. I'm not really complaining about it, but just trying to find the right mindsets and, and habits to, to build. So that's been a weird journey that I'm on right now. And, you know, it's very, very exciting, I'm sure. Cleaning your house and taking care of your house, upgrading it super exciting stuff but nonetheless it actually is for someone um of my age of of the things that i've my my priorities right now that is something that i think is very important not just for myself but for my whole family for sanitation purposes for organizational for optimization i don't want to waste my time looking for something that i shouldn't have to spend time looking for that's a waste of time and my life is getting more and more busy with more and more clients coming in so I can't waste my time. I have to be very efficient with it. Nonetheless, uh, I hope to learn more from him. I'm excited to talk about that. Another thing, I have been playing Kareen in Street Fighter V. I think I talked about this several times already but uh, I hit silver. Uh, I think I'm about to hit super silver and it's been a interesting journey to start from scratch with a brand new character in Street Fighter. Uh, because Fong, I've gotten so used to him that I don't really have to think as much to just play the character. Um, more so to beat my opponent is usually what I spend most of my time thinking about. Starting from scratch, playing a new character, making a new account, and grinding my way through ranked again, and, and practicing specific, specific stuff has been very rewarding. And it's so hard to articulate, but it's it's been a challenge that I welcome. It has been something that is... Uh, something I believe I needed, honestly, uh, to shake things up. I don't feel like I hit a plateau with Fong, but I just felt like it was time for me to do something just to shake things up altogether and to have a new character. And practicing hit confirms and, and footsies are neutral. You know, if you're not a Street Fighter player, if you're not a fighting game player, this might not make sense to you. But being able to do these techniques and do them consistently has been a challenge, but I'm getting better at it. And it's opening my mind to a different way of playing the game, to approaching the game, to looking at the game when I spectate it. Uh, and I don't play the game as consistently as consistently as I would like, uh, but it is still very knowledgeable nonetheless in my journey of playing games competitively. I, I've greatly appreciated this, this challenge. It's very refreshing for me. It's not easy by any means, but because my goal is just to put in time into working on these things more so than just how many wins am I getting? How, how am I doing? There's just put in time into this consistently. That's That's been my goal, and so far it's been going pretty well. Let's just get into this main topic here. Is the FGC going soft? Well, I don't think it's as simple as yes or no. Uh, a lot of us want this yes or no simple action, 
this this yes or no simple answer can't even say it right but it's there's a big gray area right and i want to talk about a few examples that have been popping up lately uh, i'm sure you've heard a lot of them uh, it's not so much to talk about it in a gossip situation but it's more uh, analysis i want to think about these situations and talk about it have a conversation and see the different points of views that we may not personally feel but may exist nonetheless uh, the first one is with punk we all know punk he's a street fighter player one of the best in america hands down and uh he recently lost a tournament match and blew up on twitter because he was blaming the lag he was blaming a player at first and then blaming the to's and then blaming the developers and um, he wound up getting disqualified from winner's bracket and sent to loser's bracket and he had to grind his way through loser's bracket uh, there was a couple of different facets there there was a the fact that you know was punk overreacting because he was mad and he just was saying what he wanted did the to's overreact when they made the decision to dq him some people said they were too heavy-handed some people said oh he's you know they're showing favoritism because he's a pro player they don't want to kick him out completely there's people who were getting mad at punk because he was blaming alex myers and kind of bullying him for a little bit who's the player that he lost to uh, who's a very good player and wound up beating him in the first of five a couple days later proving that he deserves that spot that he won and uh and was now in top eight of the cpt but yeah that conversation is kind of hard you know because i personally i think he overreacted i think he was upset at the situation and there is an issue with the net code on street fighter 5 and many other fighting games uh, but my complaint is that when people go on social media and start complaining they are opening themselves up to any repercussion that may happen. It's kind of like a, a random turn the wheel and you don't know what you're going to get because you don't know who you're going to piss off when you say these things. And that's just the world that we live in. You put your thoughts out publicly, you need to be aware that there are repercussions for what you're doing. So any person who is mature needs to understand, part of being mature is understanding repercussions of your actions. Our culture now is way different because a lot of our culture is digital. Even more so now since we're all under lockdown quarantine uh we're trying to stay social distance as much as possible we're not technically locked down at least not here in michigan but in other states other countries there may still be lockdowns i'm not a hundred percent sure but with this the issue started when he couldn't compose himself he was mad enough to type it up read it hit enter i think he overreacted but he apologized he owned up to it which doesn't make up for the fact that he did it but does acknowledge that he he's aware that he made a mistake that he flew off the handle and now he's trying to acknowledge it personally i don't think the fgc i think it was a smart move to put him in loser's bracket because they took a crappy situation and flipped it into the best thing that they could do kicking him out completely wouldn't help him doing nothing wouldn't help him wouldn't help the cpt wouldn't help capcom wouldn't help the tournament organizers but keeping him in the tournament and making it into a story where he has to grind through loser side i think that's for me personally, as someone who's been a TO, as someone who owns a business or works with other business owners and work for corporations, uh, I think that is a good option to go with. Because there's so much story, there's so much dialogue there. People are talking about it. That's that's what they want. They don't want to have to ban them, but he, they they uh, Punk did dog their game. Punk did talk bad about Street Fighter, uh, and as much as it is true. You know, uh, you're still talking bad about a business publicly. And I don't think anybody really likes when you're just dogging their game, not giving 
criticism. You can say it's criticism, but the way he said it was not very constructive. He was pissed off, rightfully so. But nonetheless, he has to deal with those repercussions. Uh, is the FTC soft in that case? I don't think so. I think someone overreacted. Uh, and I, I want to get into this a little bit more, but there's this whole debate between the old heads and the new heads of, of fighting games. Now, I've been playing fighting games since I've been a little kid, but my first tournament probably wasn't until UMVC 3 was out, and my first big tournament wasn't until Combo Breaker, like, 2015. So you could argue that I'm an 09er, but I've been playing fighting games since, basically, they've been on home consoles. Uh, I've, been, I've played them with my friends online. I've been an online warrior, but I never even knew the existence of tournaments um, or had any interest in them until I was, you know, really big into Marvel 3, uh, tail end of Ultimate Ultra Street Fighter 4. I see a lot of older people talking about the FGC being soft because they're not as open to talking smack. They're not as open to criticism or, or a bunch of different things. And, and I think that's been a theme where you have this community, which in the grand scheme of things is very small. But for us, it's a big community. It's, it's worldwide. Uh, in the country alone, in America alone, our FGCs... Our sub-FGCs, our locals, are very diverse. Like, I'm in Kalamazoo, I'm in the Kalamazoo FGC, uh, and that is very, very different from the Detroit FGC. Completely different, even though we're in the same state. And I can't imagine the different types. I, I was also born in New Jersey, mind you. So I know how New Jersey people act. So I can only imagine, uh, I know some people in like the East Coast FGC and how they act. And their perception of respect is different from the West Coast definition of respect, which is different from the Midwest definition of respect. So you have these different people who get, who feel slighted or angry, upset when someone does something that disrespects them. But then you have this other culture like, oh, man, you're soft. You're getting upset over this. But like since the beginning of time, since the beginning of the FGC, people have been getting salty. It's just now we can see it all online. But I digress. Uh, another one that didn't get any real headlines, and I'm, I'm hesitant to talk about it because I couldn't get more information. I tried reaching out to different people and getting answers, but no one said nothing. No one said anything about this, and it, it actually frustrates me because this is a great example of not so much the FGC being soft, but the FGC wanting to focus more on sensationalism and, and, and the upsetness, but not really being interested in the truth. And there's a pro player who complained about a TO about favoritism. There was a tournament where there was a lot of delays and someone got DQ'd for not checking in on time. He didn't check in on time and um, was DQ'd and then all of a sudden reinstated. Uh, we don't, at this time, at that time, we didn't know why, but the player was reinstated and then that player that was reinstated wound up beating the person that uh, was waiting for his match because he beat him in a match, right? This player goes online and rants about how the TO is playing favorites, you know, shared some screenshots about how this player never checked in. And then the screenshot said that player never checked in. Somehow he got checked in afterwards. And now I'm salty because I, I lost that match. However, you know, this thread goes on, you know, people are like, oh man, this is BS, BS, favoritism, esports, blah, 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 blah. Uh, in a very, very small thread, you have that person that he fought against saying, I did check in. There were some issues with the check-in system like that TO said, here is a screenshot of me checking in with the timestamp on there. And then you see uh, Jay Wong responds, and I think um, Filipino Man responds to it as well. Uh, two reputable players, crickets. That part of the thread, nobody says anything. I, I make a post in there saying, hey, like, hey, 
has anything happened? Did we ever confirm this? Nothing. No resolution, no apology, no announcing that this was okay. So I, I want to understand this properly. Because my mind, right, if I'm a TO, someone is accusing me of favoritism and saying that uh, I, I checked somebody in unfairly. I'm playing favorites towards this person. They didn't check in on time. They should be punished for not being there. And then it comes out that that may not be the case. And that dialogue doesn't happen. But you have tons of people who still believe and are still making posts saying, wow, this is BS, favoritism is not fair, yada, yada, yada. While all the, line, all the way, there's another part of that thread that resolves the situation but is never talked about. I, I looked at all the posts. I don't tend to do this, but this was a really interesting one where it looked like the evidence was already there, but nobody was talking about it, like right there on that post. And I, it sucks because we don't know the resolution. For me, my question is, is it okay to accuse somebody of something publicly that is, that is not, you know, accusing them of something that is bad, but then when you find out that you're wrong, you don't say anything about it. Is that okay? In my eyes, absolutely not. That is scummy. That is a scummy thing to do. You accuse somebody of, of favoritism or cheating or blah, 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 and then you're proving that you're wrong and you don't, you don't be a man, you don't be an adult about it and apologize or, or acknowledge it at the very least. I can't respect you for that. That For me, I'm not mad per se, but I, I just can't respect somebody that's do that. It's not so much about the FGC being soft, but my issue is that sometimes the FGC likes to cherry pick the stories they talk about and only focus on a specific part of it, but not really talk about the whole entire part of that story. And I feel like that's an issue that comes up a lot of times in these stories is that people want to pick a specific part of the story rather than looking at the story as a whole. And that gets into the next story, the last story that I want to talk about, which is kind of a tough one for me to talk about because it's personal in a lot of ways, right? Uh, you may have seen the, the post from Novaspec on Twitter. Uh, there was a mirror match, and this was hosted by the Reddit Street Fighter, the, the R Street Fighter subreddit. Um, they do this every Monday. Joe Monday hosts it. Very, very great guy, right? Um, but in this following mirror match, in winner's finals, mind you, winner's finals mirror match, they're commentating this match. And supposedly the chat gets kind of bored because it's a Fong mirror match. So what they do is they proceed to start playing farting noises throughout the match and kind of just joking on the match. And one of the players, uh, I guess he was listening to this, while playing the match and uh, got kind of upset. And he expressed that online. He was like, I'm done with these tournaments. Like, I get no respect here, blah, 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 whatever. Um, he later comes back, cools down, and says, you know, I understand both, you know, all the people involved in this apologized to me. All the people, you know, I'm, I'm cool with them. I'm just, I felt disrespected in the moment, and I'm just not really happy with it, right? And there's a conversation that follows up afterwards. And um, there was a good video by Majin Obama. He's not a big Street Fighter guy. I think he plays a lot of anime fighters, but uh, he's very well known as a commentator, as a personality in the FGC. And I watched his video. It was on Anime Illuminati. And he talks about the FGC is soft and uses this example about how this person is overreacting and how they should be looking at it. He shares his mindset as to how they should be looking at it. He's an old head. He's been playing fighting games for a long time. And he was saying, that, you know, you have to have thicker skin. Um, you know, back in my day, this is not so much, this isn't how we, you know, you, you wouldn't really do well in the in-person tournament if you're getting affected by this kind of stuff. And I, he made some good arguments. And I agree with certain parts of what he was saying, because you do have to have tough skin 
if you're going to be in any sort of competitive environment. You have to have a strong constitution. You need to be able to control your own emotions and your thoughts because your brain is your bread and butter. Right? It's, not your, it's not so much your fingers, it's your brain. If you can't control your brain, you can't control how you perform. So I do agree in that sense that you need to keep yourself composed. However, after a match is done, you go back and watch your match and you're trying to watch it. Maybe you're trying to get sponsored and some dude slaps on farting noises in the middle of your match and winner's finals. To me, as a Fong player, as a person who commentates, that is kind of disrespectful. However, the general nature of these tournaments is very lighthearted, is kind of to be expected that they, they do joke like this. This isn't exclusive to this Fong mirror match. They've done these things in the past. You know, they, they, they have a few drinks, they have a good time. You know, it's not so much esports professional streaming. So does this player have the right to be offended? Sure, why not? He has the right to express it, freedom of speech. You know, social media isn't necessarily freedom of speech, but he does have the ability to express himself freely as long as he's doing it within the parameters of Twitter, which he did do. Uh, so him expressing himself and other people hopping into that dialogue because they're pissed off at a match that to them felt disrespected does not make them soft, in my opinion. That doesn't make them soft because they take this so serious. And to be honest, the character is put down a lot. I... Whenever I win a match against a lot of people, people complain all the time about my character because he's this, because he's that, he's confusing, he has so many plus buttons. My character, Fong, has been low tier for most of the entirety of Street Fighter V. He's maybe mid-tier at best. And people still complain about the character and then joke on the character because he's bad. They complain about the character when they lose to him, they joke about the character when they don't have to play him or when they, when they beat him. And it's... To me, it is very, very hypocritical the way they treat Fong because he's kind of like a joke character, but he's kind of not. He's a very fun, weird character that doesn't really fit into the Street Fighter mold. Uh, and so this one is very, very personal because I like the Street Fighter tournaments. I like the Reddit tournaments. I like Joe Monday a lot. And I love Fong. You know, I, I main Fong. So this, this hits home for me. But I'm trying my best to be unbiased while also trying to explain what's going on in my brain and what also might be going on in this player's name, uh, Head. And his, his name is FGC Jesus, by the way, which is a really cool <laughs> name. And he actually looks kind of like Jesus. He has the long hair. I haven't seen him since quarantine, so maybe he's cut it off. But when he competed, he had, he had uh, long hair. Uh, and that was the name of the player that, that you know, made this post. And the other player also expressed his feelings and said that he too felt disrespected. And then the, the player who posted the clip originally is also a Fong, Fong main uh, under the name of Novaspect. Uh, he, he's also a Fong main. So a lot of the Fong players, we already get this all the time. You can only take so much. So when you get a high achievement in your eyes, you, you want to celebrate it. But when you're trying to celebrate it and someone you might look up to or someone, you know, you're in a tournament that you, you finally wanted to get in winner's finals, and uh, they're kind of making fart noises on your tournament match, it's, it's kind of tough. Uh, to go back to what Majin Obama said, one of the things I strongly disagree with was that he was talking about don't overplay or underplay your achievements. And he was talking about it's just an online tournament, it's just a Reddit tournament, you know, yada, yada, yada. And I strongly disagree because you don't know someone else's milestones. You don't know what does and doesn't make people excited. So for you to downplay a Reddit tournament you can't do that because you don't know 
what this person sees. For me personally, if I got winner's finals in the red tournament, I would be stoked. That would be a milestone for me. And I would tell you to go to hell if you think that this isn't a big thing. For you, maybe it's not a big thing because you've been playing fighting games for so long. I, I don't know Majin Obama's um, track record in terms of tournament performance. I only know him as a commentator. But for you to tell someone to not downplay or to, to upplay your achievements, no. You can go somewhere with that. It has nothing to do with being soft. It has nothing to do with being old school or anything like that. Your experience, yeah, sure, offline tournaments is a thing to do. For a lot of us, online tournaments are just as important as offline tournaments. It's just we're more hindered because the net code kind of sucks. So I, I strongly disagree with that. Do I believe the FGC is soft? No. I think we're going through growing pains because the whole entire country is going through growing pains. We don't know what is and isn't soft anymore. We have different definitions of what soft may or may not be. Uh, I don't think getting offended and expressing yourself is soft. You know, in, in my day, back, back where I was from, if you don't stand your ground and you, and you don't tell someone like, hey, what you said pissed me off and we need to settle this right now, you're soft for not saying anything. You're soft for just holding it in and letting them walk all over you. Okay, so I don't know where Majin Obama's from. I have no issue with him. I think he made some very valid points, but I also think he made some very invalid points based off of his own worldview, which is which is fine. But I don't think it's soft to express yourself to be salty because someone disrespected you or because you feel disrespected. Now, I might disagree with why you feel disrespected, but I'm not you. I can't say why you feel disrespected. So I, I don't know when that became a thing that you can't express when you're bothered by what somebody else did. Now, I think there's different levels of it, and I don't want to get too far into that right now, but I do believe that there are different levels to approaching, you know, this, this soft issue, this, this, this thing that we come across. And I, I want to say maybe there's a part two where I can talk about different FGCs and how they interact, because uh, I really think people need to understand that different FGCs within America conduct themselves differently, have a different culture. And that is what dictates what they're, what, what they're respected by or what, what they consider to be disrespectful, right? Which kind of goes into the overall theme of being soft. A lot of times people feeling disrespected is considered you being soft, but it's just a different culture, a different sub-FGC is what considers you to be the soft person. So someone's saying, yo, you talk smack about me, I'm pissed off. Oh, you can't handle a little smack talk? You're soft. Again, where I'm from when I was younger, if you talk smack, that means you're ready to fight, right? In my eyes, if someone's talking smack about me, I don't talk smack back. I either de-escalate or when I'm younger, when I'm younger, mind you, <laughs> or we are fighting. I hate fighting. I never liked fighting. I never liked being violent. But the way I was raised, the culture I grew up in, someone talking smack about you means you need to fight them. Now, am I, was I soft because I felt like people were disrespecting me and that meant that we needed to fight? Maybe to you, I was. But to me, that's not soft. You know, that's the opposite of soft. But again, that's how I'm raised. Everyone's raised a little bit differently. Uh, and hopefully this is making sense because it's kind of a passionate topic. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice. It's a little bit earlier in the day, so my son is also awake, or maybe he's taking a nap, but my, my wife isn't asleep, so I can talk a little bit louder about this and be a little bit more passionate, which is exciting to do. 
but yeah, a lot of people are thinking about this, is the FGC soft topic too black and white? And there's no middle ground there. There's no room for dialogue. And what we're doing is a lot of people are hopping into the echo chambers, just like the left versus, versus the right. You know, you have the left, you have the right, and people are just staying in their little, little echo chamber and only listening to people that think the way they think, uh, which is harder to do in the FGC because you have to interact with uh, people to compete against them. Anyways, I want to know what you guys think. You know, do you think these are good examples of the FGC being soft? Do you agree that there's more gray than just black and white? Or do you think, no, these are all just people overreacting or too soft. They need to calm down and relax. Let me know in the comments. I will definitely reach out to you. If you want to just DM me and have a conversation, I've been liking those as well. Uh, if you have any suggestions for topics or questions that you want me to tackle, uh, I've been having people send me in their questions. I greatly appreciate that because sometimes I get some good questions that I have to think about and it causes me to reflect as well. And I, I love that because I, I'm always trying to grow. Now, we need to grow together, I believe. So that said, thank you guys so much and I will see you all in the next one.